Welcome to Running a Dream, the podcast presented by Luzire Board and co-host Dario Randall. Hello, everyone. This is Lucire Boyd, and this is another episode of Running a Dream. Today, I'm over at Holistic Revolution. I'm kicking it with Ken Pochett. Um, he's an awesome trainer. He can, if if you're looking for getting some strength training, this cat can get you there. I worked out with him the last um, about the three months, September, October, and November of um, last year. And I was able to literally watch my fat go down and I watched my strength go up. And we had a wonderful time. Um, I'm um, about to talk to him. He's um, looking at me. He's wondering what I'm going to be talking about. He got He's a comedian too. This guy is very funny. He'll say a random joke out of nowhere and you'll be like laying on the f- floor cracking up. <laughs> so Ken, thanks for... Um, let me be able to interview you. Um, we're sitting here in the gym, you all. For all my listening audience, he has an awesome gym. He got he has some equipment that I've never even used before till I till I met him and was able to get get in here and operate concept tools and take them to different levels. And he just got this other thing called the Assault Fitness, where it's like a a treadmill, but it's not. It's not electrical. You do the work. <laughs> so what's going on, Can't Tell well, Thank you for having me. Um, we're just in the middle of another busy day of training clients, so we're glad to sit here with you and hopefully talk about some good concepts in training, help everybody out, whether they're looking to get in better shape body fat-wise or if they're, you know, if we're talking about running, looking to get faster or set PRs or come back from an injury. Um, I'm ready for you to fire away the questions. So, Ken, t- tell me about your um, your start in physical training, and how did you start with that? And I know you've done some running, and you have a certain technique for taking people to the next level that a lot of people don't even know about till they till they meet you. When I met you, I learned so much about going from from strength to strength to strength to the next level. Well, thank you for that, by the way. Uh, I would say that I started off training, uh, I'm 36 years old now, even though I don't look it. Um, I would, uh, I'd say I started about 21 years old, so I've been doing this for about 15 years. Uh, it's kind of been the only thing that I've ever done. Um, I grew up in a house with uh, competitive uh, bodybuilder father uh, so when I turned 15 it was uh, it wasn't like hey do you think that working out would be fun or cool would you like to do that it was more or less like no you're coming to the gym and that's just what we do <laughs> and uh, and it was off from there and then by the time I got a few years under my belt and I, I competed um, in natural bodybuilding and then I forayed into powerlifting and then I kind of got tired of that and that's when I came into the came into running um, I just look at it like I've always been active, um, I've always been athletic, or tried to be, played sports in high school, and I was looking for, I, I knew how that affected me um, emotionally, uh, how it affected me physically, so I wanted to share kind of what I had uh, 
the knowledge that I had acquired and still continue to acquire because you never stop uh, with other people. So I started training people professionally probably when I was like 21, I think, years old. And, um, and it's been onward and upward from there. And uh, I started off at a big box gym, Bally's, which isn't around anymore. Oh, yeah. Uh, way back in the day. Bally's. And kind of saw the, the evolution. Training in America has been stuck um, in like 1976 for since 1976. <laughs> uh, it, it's a lot of, you know, the body part split, training like a bodybuilder. And that's great if you want to be a bodybuilder, but then you have different classes of people. Some people are coming back from injuries. Some people want to get better for a sport. Some people, you know, maybe do want to look like a bodybuilder or lose body fat, that kind of thing. So I was just trying to train as many different people as I could. Um, everybody that was there, that I trained there, was primarily uh, fat loss, body transformation type client. Um, from there I went to a, a private clinic where I worked for probably 10 years. Um, and that was the complete polar opposite because that got old after a while. It's like, okay, yeah, you want a six pack. It's like it became, became almost easy. Like how I view, like how I would view um, somebody saying that they want to set a PR in like a running, like how to get faster. Right. Like I, I don't. It, that's not That's not really that challenging. As long as they follow what I tell them to do, they're gonna get faster. Right. Right. So it, I kind of got bored with that, and I went to this private clinic, and the clinic was the exact opposite. It was people that were on the medical end of the spectrum. So it was like strokes and uh, people who had heart attacks, people who had MS, people who were going through cancer, to where like normal training, like come on and screaming at people and the hooting and hollering and this, right. that you can't do that with them. Cause they're, right. they're either in, a, they're in a disease state, um, which we can talk about if you want to, but right, they, right. They, they require a different skill set. So it, it that's where, like, the I, I would say that that place, that's where the foundations of what we do here now started because it was a way to look at people and say, okay, yeah, you, if you are well and you want to be physically fit, okay, but we got to look at your sleep, we got to look at your diet, we got to look at your stress levels, we got to look at how much water you drink. And then once we look at all that stuff, we got to look at your goal. And once we have all that, then we can talk about training. Right. As to where still I think you would find if you went to or went around to most gyms in America today and in the fitness industry in general, um, it's trained first at all costs. It's, it, it only ever gets – it's only ever harder. The exercise tapes only get more insane. Right. Right? So it's P90X. It's insanity. Right. The next one will be called, you know, death. <laughs> and they'll guarantee that you die. And, but you'll look sweet when you die, right? Or something like that. It'll be something silly. Because you have in America, you have this culture of death by exercise. If it's not really, really, really hard, then it didn't, like, it didn't count. Maybe. Right. So, like empty miles. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I went, I, I worked there for 10 years, and then that kind of did the same thing. It kind of ran its course. Right. Um, and then I went back to a, a big box, LA Fitness. Okay. And um, it was like I stepped back in the time machine to 2001. Oh, my nothing, goodness. Nothing had changed from when I was at Balance. I told my wife that after my first day. I said... I said, it's exactly like how it was at Bell. It was, it's, it how was you like, left it. How I left it. Yeah, exactly. Everybody still trained exactly the same way. They still didn't follow any proper protocols for what their stated goals were. It was a lot of the same stuff, the same equipment, the same methodology. Nothing had changed. And then finally that, that wore its course, and I was like, I got to open up my own place, and that's where we're at right now. We've been wow. open for 
Um, it'll be two years in November. So. November be two yeah. years, and you 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 go by it a whole different um, method, psychology, the way you you have us do it. Explain that to the audience about you know your method, because I'm sure a lot of people are sick and tired of doing the same thing and not getting the results. Sure. That okay, um, the the holistic in holistic revolution. Uh, it's spelled with a W, and that and the, it's kind of a play on the word whole, holistic and whole. Right. So we look at the whole person, and what I mean by that is the the four. T- if you wanted to break it down to four key concepts, you could say success in an endeavor. Let's just say in gym, in the gym, or in, using the gym as a metaphor for life, is going to be related to your core values. Right. So when I say core values, I mean your compass, your goal. Okay, so. What are you trying to get out of training? Okay, what what are, what's the overarching thing? Because if I can take you and I can establish a core value in you, that's and all I have to do from there is I have to give you goals and things to do that are affirmative okay. to the goal, right? And then I have to kind of guide you, for lack of a better word, away from behaviors that take you away from your goal. Right. So drinking more water. Goal affirmative, right? Right. Not drinking water. Ugh. So when you don't drink water, hey, do you see how you feel when you don't drink any water? Yeah, I feel like crap. Do you, now you drink water. Do you see how you feel? Oh, okay, yeah. And we create these patterns and we create these, uh, we instill these behaviors right. and um, we move forward. So core values is the, undoubtedly the most important part because, you know, it's, it's like the old thing of uh, everybody's on a diet till they go to a wedding. Everybody wants to train hard, but they don't want to train hard when it's 10 degrees outside and it's dark and cold. That, you know, every, or really hot. So these extraneous factors stop us. But if you have a strong enough, strong enough core values, you'll be able to get through those. Overcome it won't, it won't stop you. You'll overcome them. Yeah. You don't even think about it. Just natural. Exactly. So like, um, so like for instance, looking good, although that can be a goal, is really it's a it's a that's weak on the scale versus saying, hey, you know what? I gotta get in great shape because I need to have energy because I have a family to support because I have this going on and this going on and blah blah blah. That's you build emotional energy into that, and then now you don't skip training. Right. You stick to your nutritional plan. You make sure you get your water in because you understand how that affects everything else. So core values number one. Number two um, would be sleep. Okay, the easiest uh, thing to tank your uh, health would be lack of sleep. So we got to talk about that. Okay, are you are you are you sleeping? Are you staying asleep? Are you going to bed at the right time? Uh, you know, when you wake up, how do you feel? Are you exhausted all the time? We have people who are. In this country now, we have so many people with circadian rhythm issues, meaning like they're they're tired when they should be awake. So at nine in the morning, they're exhausted, but nine at night, they're wired up, <laughs> right? Yeah. So this, and you can see how as that their recovery starts to go down. Now stress overtakes them more and more, and then now their we I always frame things in terms of vitality. Right. Their vitality, their energy levels come down, and then next thing you know, you're inviting injury and illness and disease into your life because right. uh, you're simply just too exhausted to fight, right? So sleep is huge. Third would be nutrition, okay? Are you eating enough? Are you eating too much? Are you eating the right stuff? Um, you know, uh, are you drinking enough water? That's super, super huge. Everybody's dehydrated. Right. Right. So, and then the fourth thing would be movement, 
right? So exercise. Right. So the core values, the sleep, and the nutrition get you to the, the ticket to the dance, which is exercise, right? Okay. So if you don't have that, but now contrast that with the industry in general, it's exercise at all costs. It's, it's workout, 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 workout. Don't worry about any of these other things. Okay. And that's why we're in the state that we're, that yeah, we're in. In the United States. In the United States, that's exactly why. Some other countries don't do that. They have a whole other fall. They have a different way of doing things, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, our, and I think if, if you could pinpoint it, everybody, um, a lot, well, I shouldn't say everybody, but lots of people that, are, that we're seeing in here, they're coming in, um, they're sleeping, their sleep is four or five hours a night, it's broken up. You contrast that with 100 years ago, people were sleeping 11 and 12 hours a night. Wow. Okay, so that, that's, the recovery is down. So then stress and recovery have this kind of inverse relationship. The stress levels can't be super high and the recovery is super low. You'll burn out. Okay. Right? right. So if you looked at it on a scale, um, you'd say 20% of the population needs to get off their butt. They just need to move, okay? Right. The other, the, at the other far end of the scale, this 20% of people, they need to go take a nap. <laughs> this is characterized by like people who are wired up all the time. Right, like, right. right. So they don't understand that. So many people on energy drinks. Anyway. Well, this is a good, yeah, this is a good example. So there's, so there's like with the energy drink, that, an energy drink is trying to live two minutes for every minute, right? So you're, trying, you're speeding everything up. Well, when you speed everything up, now you drain twice as fast, right? So okay. you're, you're utilizing resources at a faster rate than if you didn't. So you gotta replenish. If you don't replenish, now you kinda go into the next. It's this, it's this vicious cycle. So energy drink, oh, I'm good, exhausted. Energy drink, exhausted. Energy, and then next thing you know, I mean, we've seen people in here, they're drinking, it might not be energy drinks, but like pop, you know, eight or nine, 20 ounces a day, the equivalent of a gallon of pop in a day. You know, I mean, how many calories is that? <laughs> it's got thousands, right? That's I mean, it's a ton of sugar, hurting your bones, really hard. I mean, there's no nutrition in it, so on and so forth. So you can see it's, if you wanted to maybe, like going back to that thing, 20% they need to take a nap. So too much exercise burns them out, right. okay? These people over here on the far left side, they don't have enough movement. Okay. And then in 60% of the population is in the middle. Too much, they burn out. Too little, can't sit on the couch all day long. But then you can't also can't run 25 miles every day. You got to have balance. Would be the right balance. maybe the right word that we would be we, medium in all things. Yeah, the middle way. Right. right. So yeah, that 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 would be that would be a way that you could look at it, and that's how we frame things. We always try to frame things in terms of vitality. So right. um, you know, is the food you're eating is it giving you energy or is it taking energy away? Right. Is, is your workout program making you stronger? Is there in that relationship, that balance between st- stress and recovery? I'm training hard, but not so hard I can't recover from it. Optimal would be the right word then. Right. And we don't train minimally because that's not going to get you anywhere. It's like sitting in a chair like we are now. Right. And you can't train maximally all the time because you can't recover. Okay? Exactly. And then once, you know, once we have that, now we say, okay, how when we break down the, the movement piece, we say, okay, capacity and demand. All right, what's the what kind of things are we trying to imp- what trying to what kind of demands are we trying to impose on our body? What kind of capacity does our body have? That's why we do so much testing. So that way, we're when we build programs for people, 
they're at the right level. It's like it's the it's like the porridge. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. Right. Right. And then that way they're able to get into it. They come in. Um, they're put on a proper program based off of all the stuff that they have going on, like we talked about earlier. Right. And then uh, they're able to see, oh man, these workouts are. They're tough, but you know what? I did it, right? Exactly. And so that builds self-efficacy and self-esteem. That gets the ball rolling. And then uh, and then it's up from there, and it's a slow, steady build in volume. And then we challenge them at the appropriate times with different things. And, and we go from there. Versus most people's training program is like a punch in the face. Right. It's, just too, it's just too much, too fast. Like to give you an example, that would be characterized by like the – um, New Year's Eve or New Year's, right? The New Year's resolution. Right, right. Had two weeks. They go through. Yeah, they go. <laughs> so, like the gym industry, and will like we'll give you a, um, an example. If you if you're worried out there in podcast land about when to go to the gym after the first of the year, it's actually six weeks. So by the second week of February, everybody from the first of the year is gone. Okay. Now, why they only make it six weeks? Well, because they went from zero to sixty. They went from stagnant couch jockey right. to uh, six days a week, an hour a day, a bunch of moves they've never done at intensities that are far too high and what happened, their body said, we gotta get this guy to stop how are we gonna get him to stop because he's gonna kill us, right, we're interested <laughs> in surviving, okay, how are we gonna get him to stop, I know, make his knee hurt Ooh. I know, give him the flu, I know uh, uh, you know so on and so forth, right and then hopefully you'll get the signal. Now, if you don't get the signal and you keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it, it's like the first thing that's going to happen when we when we speak of vitality and we talk about this gym stuff is your average person is going to get tired. Right. And the old adage is, like I just did a, a lecture on this not too long ago, um, you get tired. You get tired long enough, um, you get sick. You get sick long enough, you get ill. You get ill long enough, you get a disease. You get disease long enough, you get a box. It's over. Dead. Right? <laughs> so the goal is to stay out of that web. How out, do you do that? Out of the box. Out of the box, man. You got to stay out of that box, right? He's talking it's, about a coffin a for coffin, all those that don't right. know what he yep. I'm talking about a casket. So how do you do that? You you got to air your stuff towards it's got to it, it it's got to be the training's got to be tough enough to where you're able to see gains and noticeable results, but not so hard you can't complete it. Um, it's got to address your weak points. You got to be eating to live, not living to eat. You got to give your body what it needs on an energy basis to be able to do what you want it to do. You can't go to Target with no money and walk out with a sweater. Right? They call that like shoplifting, right? <laughs> right? But people are writing, and right now it's six o'clock, five thirty. There are people at LA Fitness right now. They're if you want to be metaphorical about it, they're writing energy checks that their body can't cash. Wow. And eventually it's going to be – this is why the physical therapy industry is booming. Oh, and if yeah. you notice, five or ten years ago, they would warn people, hey, look out for that. Hey, when you do – now they don't say anything anymore because the, the lobby's full. Okay. They got all the people they need just ringing in that cash register because wow. people are blowing their knees out, hurting their hips, blowing their backs out. Um, overdoing are, it. Yeah, overdoing it. 100%. Overdoing not slowly building it up, yeah, mm-hmm. and tearing it, tearing up muscles and stuff. Yeah, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, that's like um, the training I'm going through right now. It's I got a lot of days where I'm doing easy running, and I literally have to slow myself down because my body keep want I keep wanting to go, but it's mm-hmm. like it's all part of the 
the training for the long distance that you want to, I want to slowly build it up. So yeah. I got to yeah, hold back. In, yeah, you're in an accumulation phase. Yeah, right. you need to, you need to take it easy, build it up. That way you give the tendons and ligaments time to strengthen along with that because they strengthen slower than muscles. Exactly. You give everything a time to, um, to get to the point where it's ready for that. So now the training when it gets hard isn't that knockout punch. It's a glancing blow. It's a bunch of glancing blows, not, right. not that knockout punch. And that's the thing. So people go to when, like on that New Year's Eve or New Year's resolution thing, they go in there, they end up getting hurt or, or whatever, and it sends them out. Their body says, how are we going to get this guy to stop? Right. And, the, and that's it. And so they, and, the, and then on top of that, they had a weak core, they had weak core values. Okay. So like, I want to look good in a bathing suit. But then you say, why? And they can't give you an answer why. Right. right. So it's like, okay, that, that's weak. Uh, it won't survive when stuff starts to get really hard. It's like in here. People think, because, again, to frame things in terms of, like, the industry, in quotation marks. Right. Um, some of the stuff, like this thing of uh, maintenance, right, is okay. a big thing. Like, I'm going to get to a point where it's all just going to be easy. Right. It's like that that does not exist. It's a fa- it says that's a fallacy because you always have to continue to keep doing more and more work. And the older you get, the more you have to do, right? So uh, and the better you want to be, the more you have to do. So this whole thing of like like we we have some people who come in here and think like, "Well, one day this is going to be no, it won't." Cuz I'll change something. Right. Right? <laughs> and you so, won't you won't be used to it and it'll be hard all over again. So it's like get out of that frame. There's always another weight to put on this back. There's always more weight. <laughs> there's always a different move. There's always 5 more seconds. There's always a little less rest. There's always a few more sets. Right. You know, there's um Charlie Francis who used to coach um Ben Johnson, he's a track coach. He okay. used to say, you know, if you can't if you can't gain 1 to 3% in each workout, then you shouldn't be in the gym. So it's like, okay, well, I know 1% doesn't sound like a lot. What's that? One pound, one rep. Okay. But then you take a lot of little one reps and they build into a really big thing after a while. Like we talk about in here about um, we want to break records by five pounds. So that's a two and a half pound plate on each side. People say, oh, well, that's not anything. Two and a half, five pounds, big deal. Well, five pounds after a year, 60 pounds. That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot. That's a whole lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt. That's amazing. That's awesome, man. That just makes you think, man. All those that's out there, if you're trying to hurry up and get to a level, you, you you need to slow it down and learn a little bit about training and slow progression. And like you said, you know, you're putting on just a little bit at a time. You're trying to go leaps and bounds, and you need to be just going a little bitty. Yeah, because you'll, short, you'll shorten your... You'll shorten your career, for lack of a better word. You'll shorten it, right? Because it's like everybody's got that one. um, The old saying of, you know, everybody gets a sweet hand every once in a while. You can rip off uh, a few short successes pretty easily. But then to take the time and the consistency to be good year after year after year and keep running and be, in in your case, running and be injury-free and continue to perform at a high level even as you get older and older, which you shouldn't be able to do, according to some people. Um, that takes time and that takes patience, and there's nothing wrong with that. you got to take your time. Right. It's like, do you want to run one, one race for one year, or do you want to run like each, come back each year? Every and, year. And every year you get better and better. Right. 
and that's what that's what I call your run life. Yeah. You know, it's not just running now. It's I want to be running when I'm 70, 80, 90 years old. Yeah. So you have to have a plan exactly. to get there because if you don't have a plan, you're planning to fail. Yeah, planning to fail. Man, that's some awesome information. Awesome, awesome. I hope you all out there listening. You have a website for the listening audience? Sure, so it is uh, www. and then it's just the name of the business, The Holistic Revolution, and Holistics with a W. So W Holistic Revolution, all one word, dot com. And then uh, you can go on there and kind of dig into more of the philosophy because that's, that's the thing is what um, we get, uh, what I get a lot in here is, you know, hey, I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that before. I've never heard anybody talk like that. And it's a thing where, I mean, I I don't see how with the current disease state of the population and all the things and stress at an all-time high and people worried about so many different things that we can keep going at this breakneck pace of just more, 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 more. It's like when does that end? Like, okay, you're going to train six days. It's like to give you the days of the week example, okay? Right. So we have – we get people in here who are training 18 to 20 hours a week for like a basic goal. Now, they're not trying to get ready for like – to give you like the Super Bowl of running, what, Boston, uh, an Olympic qualifier or something like that. No, they're not doing that. They're they're, they're like training 20 hours a week for like just to lose 10 pounds, like something really simple. So it's way too much training. It's right, way right. stuff put in the wrong spot, right? right? So we take them and bring them way down. So imagine having that conversation with someone. Hey, especially a woman. Hey, you're training 20 hours a week. Well, you know what? We're going to start off training three because we're going to get, a, we believe, in a minimally effective dose. Right. So like train, recover, train, recover. Do the least amount of training that you can. So to give like to switch from running for a second, so like a body transformation goal, because I'm sure you have listeners out there who want to lose body fat, lose weight, whatever. Absolutely. So you start off doing the least amount of work you can and getting results, okay? And you, and like I always quiz people or I say it in lectures, um, if you're training two days a week, okay, when do you add a third day? And nobody ever knows the answer. The answer is when two days a week stops working. Right, so you gotta have some data to go off of measure. What are you going? On? Weight's a crappy measure, but weight, body fat, measurements, how your clothes fit, how you feel could be one too, okay. if you're being honest, right? Right. Um, you know, and then when that's when you start to see the slowdown, then that's when you say, okay, can I make two days a week any harder? Like I'll ask clients, can I, can you? Like when I'm programming their stuff, okay, these workouts are pretty hard. Like sometimes I sit back and look at them and be like, dang, when I'm writing them up, <laughs> this looks really hard, right? It's like, okay, but they're doing them and they're seeing great results. And it's like, okay, can you make this two days a week any harder? I don't know, Ken, this, these, these workouts are pretty hard. Okay, then we're going to add the least amount of work we can do on the third day. And then we're going to build that third day up. Right. And then we're going to come to a conversation again where we say, can we make three days a week any harder? No. So we're going to go to a fourth day and we're going to make the fourth day the least amount of work we can do and we're going to build it up. Instead, what you have in America is an obsession. Uh, it's the human doing, not the human being. It's six days a week, hour plus a day. We get girls in here who are training twice a day, 90 minutes at a time. And it's like they're fighting with their body for an inch. 
instead of working with it. Right. So what what comes with that? That comes. So you got extreme exercise. You got extreme low calorie diet or whatever fad thing you're into, whether it be <laughs> keto or low carb or whatever ism you're into. Um, there could be that. Uh, so it's just a recipe for disaster. They're fighting with their body. Their body's not giving them anything because their body's too worried about staying alive. It's too much fight or flight <laughs> right, right. on their nervous system. So they're always in go mode. There's never any recovery. It's oh. always take. It's never give. Never give. And that's the thing, too, with like when we talk about the sleep and the nutrition, you have um, – or that frazzled person I gave in the earlier example on the right on the far right hand side right right like that person is and I'm sure you know people in your life that are like all the time right freaked out blow up at people at the drop of a hat you know they're always wired up well that's like a workout every time they blow a gasket it's like a workout on their nervous system so you have some people in America who are working out 50 or 60 times a day because they just trip out over everything right so gotta Calm down, right. right? Get everything in order because they blow pressure. Yeah, 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 exactly. So they have a they have a resting heart rate that's um, that's a working resting heart rate. So we see people in here who come. They come in um, and they they have routinely have 110, 100 and, 110, 115, the highest I've ever seen someone off this 120 resting heart rate. 120 resting? Yeah, so that's like you jogging. Uh, if we went out for a jog right now, we'd be at 120. Yeah. So that's like us exercise. So they're working out even when they're sitting down. That's crazy. Right? So it's like this. So And then you're going to try and plug that person into like a hardcore, in quotation marks, <laughs> workout routine. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. So you got to start off slow. you got to give your body stuff it can handle. And then you slowly, gradually progress it when it's ready. And then that way, uh, with all the, you know, with all the other free time that you now have from not like training like a fruitcake, you can like, I don't know, read a book, play with your kids, enjoy life. It's crazy. And then living the dream. Living the dream. And then everything starts to fall into into place from there. Right, right. Man, that's amazing, man. That's awesome. Awesome, man. I hope the um, listening audience is taking this in. This is an awesome episode of Running the Dream. Um, this is one you're going to want to rewind and listen to it again just to let it soak in. And check out his website. Any of you guys interested in um, going to another level, you know, you can get in contact with Ken. He's very open, awesome guy. I've, I've um, met him. Met him um, earlier last year at a running event and uh it's it's awesome well this is another episode of running the dream and i am your host lucia boy and remember god loves you and i do too